Hello, all of you, and welcome to another episode of GBC Young Adults Podcast. As always, my name is Jordan. On this episode, I have invited some young women of Grace Baptist to the show today. These women are these women share their spiritual gifts throughout Grace Baptist, and I am so excited to introduce Heather, Sarah Beth, and Lucretia. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on. Thank Hello. you for having please, us. Please thank introduce you for calling us young. Yeah, yes. thank you for that. Well, you had a birthday yesterday. I did. So. I only celebrate birthday anniversaries. Happy, <laughs> happy belated birthday. Thank Heather. you. All right, I'm going to go around the horn here. Lucretia, introduce yourself, please. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Lucretia Lorenzoni. I've um, been coming to Grace for right at about a year um, with my family, my husband, Chris, who you've had on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a part of the fun or the funny group. The knuckleheads. Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> the knuckleheads. Um, and then my son, uh, Bryce, which just turned 16 not too long ago, guys. So y'all pray for more for me. I'm still dealing with that. I saw somebody get their driver's <laughs> he license. He has his driver's license now, so I'm like a nervous wreck. Um, no, but he, he's great. Uh, and then our daughter, uh, daughter, Kelsey, lives in the area as well. Awesome. All right. A.K.A. SB. Yeah, that's me. So Sarah Beth Clayton, I am, I guess you would say fortunate. No, fortunate <laughs> enough to be married to the pastor here, um, Kyle. I say that kind of as a joke just because I never really saw myself as a pastor's wife, but here I am. Um, we've been here at Grace about two years almost, almost two years. Um, I have a seven-year-old son, Wyatt, and an almost four-year-old daughter, Hayes. <laughs> She was very sweet today in nursery. Oh, good. She better be. She better be. <laughs> Heather. I'm Heather Jones. Um, our family has been going here as well almost two years. My husband's Adam Jones. He uh, plays on the worship team, um, guitar, and then I am a, the nursery preschool director. And we have a eight-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Six-year-old. He just turned six. Look at me. <laughs> Can't keep up. Well, ladies, the work that you guys do here is just nothing short of amazing. We really appreciate you guys coming on today. So um, very similar to the first and second episode, uh, I will be asking some questions for these fine young ladies. Uh, they are still a huge hit on this show, and when something's going right, why stop there? So we're just going to dive right into it. Hey, the buck it. might stop here. You never know. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, tell me, how do you feel about your name, Lucretia? <laughs> I think that question was geared toward me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's definitely uh, unique and different, and um, not a lot of people can pronounce it. Uh, I think they always try to say Lucretia, and mm-hmm. I'm always like, hey, guys, there's no E in there. Mm-hmm. Where's the E? Um, but no, I, I actually, I, I love my name. Um, it was a funny story. Whenever I was born and my mom picked out my name, my grandmother was like, why did you have to name her so, um, a hard name that I can't pronounce? <laughs> yeah. um, um, but I guess I'm just used to it now. Uh, but no, yeah, I like it. I like it too. Thank you. All right. SB, Sarah yeah, Beth, whatever Sarah you want Beth, me to call. I've got the classic Southern double name, you know, which I've always liked and appreciated. It's, um, you know, different in its own way. But honestly, I feel like most people who know me just call me SB. So mm-hmm. I like it. Nicknames feel endearing anyway. So I do. I like my name. I do too. All right. Heather. I like my name. When I was little, I wanted to change it, but <laughs> <laughs> what like would you have it. picked? <laughs> um, I wanted to be Samantha, like my American Girl doll. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then I also like the name Summer. Um, but I like it. It means flower. There's different flowers. Uh, Heather flowers are purple, so it's. <laughs> It seems springy, summery, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. All of y'all have very pretty names. So. Thank, you. Thank you. All right. So here's something that I asked your husbands on, on episode one and two. Um, and I'm not trying to get y'all in trouble either, mm-hmm. but... Lucretia, what is your biggest pet peeve? Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, actually, my biggest pet peeve is um, the way that people treat one another. Uh, meaning, I can't stand if someone talks down to or demeaning mm. or excludes someone or just just very not kind. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's always just it, it's always been one of those things that just bothers me, and I think that's. Probably because I'm um, a very empathetic person, mm-hmm. and I can just feel, um, you know, what that other person may be feeling. And so 
I would say just talk, talking mean or nasty to someone. There's a lot of bullies in this world. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, People deal with enough things in their life exactly. every day, and right. they don't need that. You know, we need yeah. to be encouraging and trying to exactly. lift each other up. And um, Exactly. Very uplifting. Absolutely. SB, what's your biggest pet peeve? I mean, she says something like really profound, and here I am. <laughs> so um, whenever, this is horrible, y'all. Whenever people add apostrophes to their last name to make it plural, like apostrophe S, the Claytons, and I'm like, it's not possessive. Uh-huh. It, to make it plural, you just add the S and end it. Like, that's it. But that's my kidding one. I, I'm very, actually, no, I'm very serious. But um, in, in all seriousness, I also, um, like whenever, kind of similar to what Lucretia said, is when people refuse to see the other side of what someone else might be feeling about a situation, mm-hmm. like if they can only see it from a single perspective, like I feel like I'm constantly putting myself in the other person's shoes and trying to see how they would be interpreting the situation. And so it just mm-hmm. bothers me when people are just unwilling to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you on that. Heather, what's your biggest pet peeve? I cannot stand when people lie, whether it's to me or anyone else or whether it's something minor or major, whatever it is. I just I cannot stand people lying. And I feel like it's going to hurt somebody when they find out that you're lying in the first place. Mm -hmm. And you may as well tell them the truth up front, whether it hurts then or it's going to hurt worse later. But I just, yeah. There's that uh, betrayal there, yes, sort of, too. Yeah. And, and uh, you I, know, it, it's, yeah, it's a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't understand the point of it. I totally agree. <laughs> the truth is hard, but it's it absolutely is. rewarding, too, yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, here's a funny one for you ladies. I'm um, so, so excited to hear about this one. Uh, <laughs> what's your most embarrassing memory? Oh, the gosh. oh God. <laughs> <laughs> probably do embarrassing things all the time to be honest. Um, pretty big clubs. Uh, but actually I was at a work training event um, in Atlanta and um, it, the, the, the whole group was dismissing to go to lunch, right? So everybody's kind of walking up toward the front stage and then like walking over to the left. Well, I'm, I walk up and I'm just like in my own world, I guess, and I trip and fall over the entire no. stage. I had a skirt, long skirt on. Oh, no. I did like a somersault and then I'm just like, hey guys, here I am. Oh, um, yeah, and then everybody came over and they're like, oh, okay, and making a big deal about it, right? I'm mm-hmm. just like, and of course, that's I'm the last go. thing you want. Yes. It's like, I just, just <laughs> pretend you didn't see me. Let me just like live over here in my embarrassment. <laughs> don't talk to me, please. Don't even look this way. I'll probably just keep laying on the ground, like, uh, okay, just don't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I hate to laugh, but I know that's a terrible thing to do. Yeah. But, uh, well, okay, SB. So this this is actually a childhood memory, <laughs> but okay. it's one that sticks out. Yeah, um, sure. I was at my brother's baseball practice, and I don't know, I was probably like eight or something like that, and I thought I'd be really cool to like sit up on top of the fence and watch. Well, you know, a ball comes running over, and I think, okay, I'm going to just jump down <laughs> and, and throw the ball back to them. Yeah. And <laughs> I jumped down very unsuccessfully. <laughs> My shirt gets caught at the top of the fence, oh, and I'm like dangling <laughs> and couldn't get to the ground. Um, that's the last thing I remember. I don't know how I got to the ground, but I did. Um, so, yeah, I, I try not to scale fences anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, look what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to be real nonchalant and, like, watch me get this ball, mm-hmm. throw it back to the guys. Uh-huh. Nope. Chain link fences are yep. not very good. It was not <laughs> or, bar- or barbed wire either, nope. too. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you at least get to keep the ball? I, I don't even know if I got to the ball. <laughs> I should have at I least gotten that. No, I think it was past that point. You should have got the game ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thankfully, it was practice, so oh, like, not oh, a lot oh. of people were there, but still. Like, gotcha. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a real game, so that's no. good. So, mm. <laughs> all right, Heather, what's your most embarrassing oh, memory? So <laughs> a memory that comes to mind periodically, I'll just think about it and be like, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, in middle school, I went to like a church camp. Mm-hmm. And so when we we had like canoes or something, so a group of us went out on the canoes and we ended up flipping it over. Well, when we got back, of course, they wanted us to tell the church about our trip. And that's the moment I chose to tell them about. And so <laughs> I am on stage 
telling them about <coughs> this moment of being in the canoe and how we flipped over and I am like laughing crying tears <laughs> and the funniest part was that we had a bag of chips in there and as I said, it didn't get wet. Like, the <laughs> chips were dry. And I just thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, why did I even tell that story? But, yeah, so hey, that was my. <laughs> well, that is an achievement. I uh, mean, I thought so, but. I've been kayaking numerous times. I've sunk a kayak. Uh-huh. And, yeah, if you can keep those from getting wet, hey, uh-huh. you, got, you got to munch on something going down the creek or the river. <laughs> they were not impressed. I mean, maybe. I, I was probably laughing too hard to even notice. <laughs> yeah. all right well you guys are knocking this out this is awesome um next one how would you spend an extra hour every day even though we lost one today Mm -hmm. with daylight savings time Mm -hmm. Krisha? i wish i had some like great answer here (laughs) that um honestly i would probably say either rest or family time or something like that maybe read a book um but there's nothing wrong with that yeah I should probably say, oh, I would, you know, learn to cook something no. different no. or uh, There's nothing wrong do something that, educational <laughs> or listen to a podcast. So I'd would, probably rest. Yeah, I would do exactly <laughs> that. Especially <laughs> after merge weekend, um, which the teenagers had an amazing time this weekend. But mm-hmm. especially coming after that, I think I'm going to go home and rest today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes, B? I, I'm about the same. Like, there is nothing better to me that, like, once the kids are in bed and everything's quiet and I can just do whatever I want to mm-hmm. do. So that's what I mean by rest. Like, yeah. it could be read a book. It could be watch something on TV. It could be nothing. Like, sneak some candy, like, that the kids <laughs> won't try to take from me. Just anything well, anything like that to me is rest. Like, just mm-hmm. being able to kind of switch everything <laughs> off and breathe and just enjoy that and usually i'm too tired to get that and i just end up sleeping mm-hmm. and i don't get like the relaxation part mm-hmm. but yeah when you get you up go. to that moment and have that opportunity and it's just like oh it's <laughs> and then i'm so excited about it i fall asleep yeah. <laughs> exactly. so lame oh yeah heather um i was just telling the ladies earlier that it honestly would depend on the day because i feel like i always have a million things running through my mind that need to get done but uh you know just, uh, I would say, like SB said, like decompressing mm-hmm. the the restful part of it. Just having a moment to decompress from the day, or even at the beginning of the day, whenever the hour would be, and uh, just kind of having that time to myself. Absolutely, mm-hmm. just to sit down. Yeah, and just sit there. And just not like, have to not think move. and do exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think Absolutely. the older I no get, important I'm, decisions. Yes. I realize I, I need that time. Yes. <laughs> I was not that way younger. Like no. I would just do whatever, whenever, fill up yes. my schedule. Now I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to have some time. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are all great answers. Um, Lucretia, where did you grow up? Uh, I, I, well, I'm originally from Georgia. Um, I grew up all over, though. <laughs> we mm-hmm. um, we mostly lived in the Marietta or Woodstock area. Mm-hmm. You're a peach. I'm mm-hmm. a peach. Yep. Georgia peach. <laughs> Although we've lived the last several years in Colorado. Um, definitely relate to that more so. Um, but yes, originally mm-hmm. from Georgia. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Espy, I think I know this answer. Yes, I'm a Tennessee girl. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up in Cleveland, Tennessee, which is um, north of Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, absolutely. Born and raised. Well, uh, I'm from Tennessee as well too, mm-hmm. and I think you may have heard this before. We call it Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that, but oh, I don't call it that. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's trying to lose her Tennessee accent. No, I am not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Heather. I was actually born in Nashville, Tennessee, Um, Mm. and I moved a few times when I was younger, but really from the time I was six, I grew up in Dallas, Georgia, so Mm -hmm. I I pretty much reference Dallas, Georgia is where I grew up, because I grew up and lived there all the way through college. Yeah. I didn't know you were a Tennessee girl either. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I know am. You, I knew you lived there for a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, that's where I was born. Nashville's my happy place. Mm-hmm. I love Nashville. I'm pretty sure it's changed a whole lot since you've lived there. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> Added a, a couple of things on Broadway there. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, um, here's a good one. Uh, what's one of your favorite childhood memories, Lucretia? That was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so this is kind of a, a funny story too, but uh, kids will never know how good they have it nowadays, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you think about going out to eat or to dinner or something oh, yeah. like that, and it's like, oh, let's go to Hibachi or mm-hmm. Texas Roadhouse, right? Yeah. I remember that every Friday after school was like my very favorite day, and um, I'd get picked up from school, and we'd go get a Happy Meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds so cheesy, no, yeah. um, but it was awesome. Like, and, and, no, and being little, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't always know the days of the week, right? But right. somehow I always knew Fridays and I would always look forward to it and then as I got older my grandparents would actually take us to Waffle House Mm because they love to get coffee and that's a little upgrade that's right (laughs) (laughs) so yep it it started at 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 McDonald's and then we we ended up going um later on in life to uh, Waffle House but I just remember that time with my grandparents was always really special Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah that was fantastic yes me so I couldn't narrow it down to just one um memory specifically but just kind of overall um, I was really close to my grandparents, mm-hmm. and any time that was spent there, um, they had a pool, and my, all my family would come in, you know, for a week during the summer, and we'd just spend time just playing games, playing cards, swimming at the pool, just, you know, all of that together for me was just like, I don't know, it's almost like one big memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just a time in my life that was just so, so good for a really long time. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Heather? Um, it is hard to pick just one memory, but I honestly just miss the uh, childhood aspect of it and how things were different when we were growing up where, we, you know, we'd be out running all over the neighborhood without our parents till dark time. And uh, my brothers and sisters and I, sister and I, we had a tree house in our backyard. So we spent a lot of time going up to our tree house and just playing outside with the lightning bugs and running around. So uh, yeah. being a kid. Yes, being a kid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I love the lightning bugs thing. You always yes. catch them in the dark. Uh-huh. The way it lights up is just so fascinating. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, moving on here, you guys are just knocking these out great. Mm-hmm. Um, what important lesson do you want your kids to learn, Lucretia? Honestly, I think this goes back to um, the, our first part of our conversation, and it's just to be kind to others. You never know mm-hmm. what's going on in somebody else's life, and um, it's good to, to always just kind of put yourself in their shoes, and um, life is hard, and um, we don't need a bunch of bullies going around, and especially... A, you know, having a, a teenager in high school right now and just hearing the things that, that they have to go through. And um, it, it's very different now if you say something mean to someone, you could have a whole ton of people, you know, try mm-hmm. to try to come after you or, or take, you know, retaliation or revenge. And um, at, you, just, you just need to be kind to each other. Absolutely. Don't make it any harder than it has to be. That's right. Than it already is, actually. Yeah. So, SB, what you got for us? So, I mean, obviously, I feel like my deepest desires for them to, you know, to grow up and have a relationship with God. And I feel like, you know, with that will come a lot of things. But as far as a lesson goes, um, if I can just teach them humility um, Mm. above anything else, you know, that they are no better than anybody else. Um, But with that also comes, you know, trying to understand other people and kindness and acceptance and giving grace in situations where people don't deserve it necessarily. Um, but just having to humble yourself enough to know that Absolutely. you're not above that. Absolutely. Yes, what she said. I like what SB said about humility. Of course, I certainly want uh, my kids to take that and run with it. Um, but also, uh, again, like Lucretia said, um, kindness, being respectful and mm-hmm. showing care toward others. Um, whether, you know, that's another peer or an adult or anyone, um, just that they're being respectful to them and just kind of know how to handle certain situations. And that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some people out there that really struggle with that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, hey, we just, we pray over for you. We really do. And uh, um, like I said earlier, this world doesn't have to be any harder than it has to be already. So, all right. Well, uh, moving on. So I am going to go backwards here. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Start with Heather. <laughs> this is a pretty fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather, what was your favorite trip as a family? Like childhood or with my current family? Either one. Um, with uh, currently probably taking the kids to Disney mm-hmm. um, a few years ago was a it was a lot of fun getting to. On, you know, when you're a parent, you're not really on a vacation yourself, mm-hmm. but you get to you get the joy out of the satisfaction of your kids. So seeing all that they got to experience and the joy that you know they got to 
just in their eyes and how they saw mm-hmm. everything. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a blast. I've been down there twice as an adult. I never went as a kid, but mm-hmm. uh, even as an adult, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so just, that's awesome. They, there's so much stuff going on. So, yeah. Um, SB. Yeah, we just got back from Disney too. That, that one, that one's definitely up there. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, Lord help us! But um, I would say, it, as a kid, both um, and as an adult, I've gone back. Going to Fripp Island in South Carolina—that's like my happy place. Um, I went as a kid, and have taken my family back a lot over the past few years, and it's just like heaven on earth to me. Mm-hmm. But then I also wanted to say like all time favorite, well, this is not a family trip, but I'm including it anyway, mm-hmm. was um, when I was in college, I studied abroad in New Zealand for five months. Oh, wow. And we traveled to Australia and stuff while we were there too. But um, yeah, that that was the time of my life. So I include awesome. that as well. That's, that's <laughs> awesome, Mike. It's yeah. awesome, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny story about Fripp Island. I'm pretty yeah. sure I told your husband this. Uh-huh. Um, one experience that I had there because I love it too. Um, Most people don't know it. I love it. Oh yeah. Um, over there next to hunting Island Uh and stuff like that. Um, I was a kid and I was just walking around the Island, you know, just, just walking around, just chilling out and just hanging out. And over here I see these uh, palm bushes and then I hear this. (laughs) I know what that is. And I know that I need to zigzag my way out of there. Yeah, that Gosh. was. Uh, I never really actually saw it, but uh, it was quite frightening just to hear That's it. Terrifying. Oh yeah, oh, don't go anywhere near the um, lagoons. Ooh, no, yeah. I think I stayed inside the rest of that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lucretia, what you got? Um, actually, I'm gonna say Colorado. Okay. Um, our family moved out to Colorado many years ago, and uh, we just were looking for a change, looking for something new, and. We honestly kind of looked at the map and we were like, where do we want to go? And mm-hmm. we landed on Colorado. And honestly, at that time, it was the best experience that our family could have. It, um, could have, yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, but we enjoyed we enjoyed every aspect of it. Every weekend, it seems like we were going on a new adventure. We were going um, to the mountains or um, to the opposite side of the state or wherever. But we were just very adventurous while we were there. And it's funny, um, we had several people that, that um, friends that we met along the way, and they're like, you've gone to more places in Colorado than we have, and we're from Colorado, <laughs> and they live there. Uh, so we we truly enjoyed our time there. And, and I would just say our family's very adventurous in general and so that was just a great time for us and a great adventure as a family i have never been but i always wanted to go it's beautiful Um, i've been one time uh, yeah (laughs) beautiful one of the classics you know uh, stephen king's the shining the Mm -hmm. stanley hotel (laughs) yes yes we've been there yeah i can't imagine how creepy that looks in person it's very cool actually yeah yeah do they close seasonally like they did in the movie and all that stuff no no okay so they stay open all year round. they do Mm -hmm. good it's a big tourist, be, um, that'd scare me tourist, yeah. tourist attraction and a tourist town. So, yeah. oh, nice. wow. Yeah. Hopefully one day I'll make it out there. <laughs> but uh, all right, ladies, we're moving on. Y'all are doing excellent and amazing at these. Um, so uh, what are the most important lessons that you hope to pass on to your kids? Um, I'll go back to the normal route, <laughs> Lucretia. Um, honestly, I, I think it's just still more of what we were talking about of kindness. And I actually like what Heather mentioned earlier, too, is humility um, and just to be respectful of others. It, it carries you far in life. And, um, you know, again, we, we never truly know what's going on with someone. And just to be kind to them um, means all the difference. Absolutely. All right. SB. Yeah, I was just going to repeat the same thing as well about humility. Um, but also, you know, if I had to g- go on to something different, I may would just kind of say, um, you know, just trying to think about another person's perspective, whether you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. Just to think about why somebody else feels a certain way or um, what maybe is behind them thinking that way, I think would be helpful for your own perspective as well. Yeah, absolutely. Heather, what you got for us? Um, I would just say that, you know, to be there for your family and to know that that's, you know, who you have to fall back on as life goes on and to be respectful and again and kind of one another and, all you know, to carry on implementing God into your life and that relationship with him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, Staying in the family category here, uh, Lucretia, how did you meet Chris? 
Uh, we actually used to work together at the cable company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was this cute little technician guy, and I worked in the front. And he was oh. the cable guy. He was the cable guy. Yeah. That's right. Nice. Cable awesome. and internet guy. I love it. That's pretty cool. But we need those things desperately in this world today. Yes, B. I met Kyle in seventh grade oh, wow. um, in middle school back in 2001. Um, we, you know, I remember seeing him the first few days, and he was freakishly tall at that point compared to other kids. So, like, he really stood out. Um, he says he recognized me the first day, too. Like, oh, she's, you know, she's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were kind of friends throughout that year. And, you know, late, at the very end of seventh grade year, he asked me out, you know, for whatever that means in middle school. You know, I think we went bowling with friends. That was about it. Um, but, yeah, we met in middle school. Awesome. Yeah, we have heard Middle that story before, sweethearts. too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heather? Um, so we actually met on our first day of college in the freshman orientation. Um, he grabbed my notebook that I brought to take notes with and drew a little heart and key on it and said, you hold the key to my heart oh because my you know Adam just, <laughs> so just messing around. Um, so we honestly <coughs> didn't really talk the rest of that semester other than just kind of seeing each other around. And then we started doing like a work study thing uh, on campus. And so that's how we started talking. We were working in the cafeteria mm-hmm. um, and he actually asked me out on a video in front of our entire school in chapel <laughs> to be officially be his girl is what he said to be his girlfriend had a friend bring us a dozen roses so it's got a little romantic yeah. side to him yeah. Yeah, he just wanted to make a big old production is what it is. <laughs> look what i can do guys uh-huh. for those of you who have not listened to episode two i highly suggest that you do <laughs> all right so we're moving on sort of staying on that line there uh what's your favorite funny story to tell about your relationship (laughs) with Chris. Um, Gosh, I don't know if this is funny or not, but I find it funny. Mm -hmm. Um, So Chris and I actually don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, I know, right? He's lucky. (laughs) I'm with Um, you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) No, so when we were for our very first year that we were married, um, Chris was so sick. I think I actually had to take him into the ER. Um, And then that next year, Bryce was born on the 11th and we were coming home from the hospital on the 14th so of course we weren't feeling like celebrating the I mean we were celebrating our kiddo but um just didn't feel in the mood to celebrate and then the next year I was sick with strep and oh. so we're like okay this oh, holiday man. does not exist to us and we're not so that's right it's a curse um so now he just kind of gets out of it <laughs> did anything happen this past year um probably <laughs> <laughs> probably but for the first um first four or five years one of us were sick or you know and then the next year probably Bryce was not feeling well oh I think Chris had surgery on like year five or something oh he had sinus God. surgery y'all so I'm telling you so there's a big old x on your calendar that's right day. yes <laughs> oh that's great uh SB what you got for us um this is horrible y'all so I don't even know if I should tell it, but I'm going to. So this is yeah, I'm gonna have to. This is while we were still dating. I don't even think we were engaged yet. Um, But I have family that lives in Virginia, (laughs) and they go to an Episcopal church there. Um, And so on Sunday, you know, we wanted to attend service with them, which we did. And you know, they do communion at every service. I'm sorry. And um, of course, they also use actual wine, which you know. I, fine, whatever. The, what? But if you knew Kyle Clayton back then, like it was like, oh my gosh, is is that real wine? Well, I can't tell. I was like, this is communion. Like, are you just not gonna like it was this whole thing? And so, if you could just imagine, <laughs> I could see this. That's what I'm, right. I'm like picturing it now. It's not so much the situation, you know, like whatever your beliefs are on that. You know, that's not what it was about. It was to watch him visibly the whole time. <laughs> stressing out about it so much. I was like, are you not going to go up there? Like, it was this whole thing. And so when we were done, I asked him, I was like, what did you do? And he was like, I, I just took the bread and I just pretended to dip it in there. <laughs> oh, my word. I was like, oh, my He's gosh. So, I was, <laughs> so anyway. I, re- I remember those days dipping it yep. in. Yeah. You know? Oh, he just pretended. He's like, I didn't really tip it. I was like, all right. Well. 
whatever he gets you through. Usually. Well, now next time we do communion, I might have something in the back yeah. of my head to think about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's very good. How are you going to top that one, Heather? Oh, sorry. Good. <laughs> it's a good one. Okay, so every year for Christmas, Adam does not wrap Christmas presents. At least he doesn't like to. So he would try to convince my friends each year to wrap my Christmas presents for me. <laughs> Sad. You see him trying to get well, it occasionally. With that. It occasionally worked, but pathetic for the most Adam part, Jones. <laughs> Who did it? Wait, you said it worked. Who wrapped the presents for him? I mean, I'm sure he like he Wait. worked at a company where they professionally wrap them, so oh. then he would try to convince well, them to or okay. something. Wait, so he knows how if he worked at this oh, company? Yes. No, it was like two companies sharing a building kind of thing. So oh, he gotcha. did not wear that. One. <laughs> Didn't at some point you wrap your own presents that he got for you? Uh, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> no, I will never let him live it down. I'm going to stick up for him on that one. I'm not a big rapper. I really don't know how to either. Bags save my I'm life. Oh, but bags. A that's a what bag I'm saying. Like, effort. Not, that's all we're looking hey, yeah. for. It looks cute, right? But, I mean, I don't even care if it looks cute. If it's wrapped and I didn't have to do it, I'm good. <laughs> Back in my day, I remember, too, Cracker Barrel. You could take yours in there and oh, they, would, yeah. they would wrap it for you. I don't know if they still do that oh, anymore. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. I, yeah, I totally forgot all about that. <laughs> but, yeah, I do remember that. That was pretty good. <laughs> all righty. Well, um, moving on here. Uh, this is a pretty good one. I've asked y'all's husbands this as well, too. But uh, what did you want to be when you grew up, Lucretia? Wow. Um, I actually wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. Cool. And then I learned real quick you had to go to school way too long for that. That's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> Just yeah. a couple of years for that. That's right. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I kind of like to, to play a devil's advocate in conversations and try mm-hmm. to get people to see um, different perspectives. <laughs> see. And so yeah. actually, I probably would have been a I good lawyer, it. but... <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't go that route as well. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. SB, what did you want to be? Um, so when I was really little, I wanted to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always thought that was really cool. Yeah. I think I went through a stage of wanting to be a teacher, and then I got out of that. I wanted to be an interior designer. Um, and then in college, came back to um, wanting to teach, and that's what I do now. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I always wanted to go in space myself, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Nessie, now that terrifies me, like oh. the idea of that. Oof, but back then, I thought mm-hmm. it was so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, these days, you've got enough money. You can just hop on with That's Elon true. Musk and stuff. Yep, there it's, you go. It's, it's you can just go cruise up there for the day. <laughs> Heather, what did you want to be when you grew up? I actually wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. wow. But uh, when I got in high school, I decided I wanted to go towards, like, the mission field or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that took me to a Christian college, obviously, where Adam and I met. Um but I just have a degree in psychology. As I was there, I, I found out that I really enjoyed studying psychology. So that's the route I took. Awesome. Well, well moving on as well to um, what has been the biggest challenge that you've overcome, Lucretia? Wow, that one's a tough one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the biggest well, challenge. There's a lot I've of overcome. them out there, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would say one of the biggest challenges I've overcome is just um, who I used to be versus who I am now, which also plays a lot into my testimony and um, salvation Mm -hmm. and um, just overcoming myself, really, and getting in the way of myself and growth and um, just knowing that I'm a different person. I think that that actually helps me overcome a lot of things in Mm -hmm. life, to be honest. Yeah. Well, so I know that's kind of a big, broad no, 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 statement, no. but um, it, it, it was definitely a big uh, life-changing pivot in my, in my life, in my personal life, and um, it's changed so much. Hey, that counts. That yeah. matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. What's the biggest challenge? So back in uh, 2019, 2020, I lost um, my grandmother, my mom, and then uh, my other grandmother within a span of like 10 months. So that was just a lot of loss. Um, I didn't really have the best relationship with my mom just due to some um, mental illness. So I was always really extremely close to her mom, which so my BB and she was the one she died in December 2019. Um, And then my mom died a few months later, and she had been sick for a long time. Um, But just and of course, that was right in the middle of the pandemic, you know, the world shut down, 
you know, people are at each other's throats about everything. And I just, no. Mm -hmm. And I just, I developed a lot of anxiety because of that. And I feel like a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. Um, That's an experience a lot of people had for many different reasons. And I, you know, I weirdly love counseling. I know that's Mm -hmm. kind of funny. Some people stray away from it. I just think it's so cool to be able to talk out your problems, Mm -hmm. whether it's with friends or a professional, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So I did that, worked with my doctor, got on some medication. Um, It's helped a ton. Mm -hmm. But that being said, like, even though that was like the peak of my anxiety, I never realized that I had anxiety before also. Like I was constantly worried about what people were thinking or if they were mad at me about something, you know, it was just always stuff that was in my head, but I coped with it so well, you know, it wasn't a big deal until that point. So I would say that was probably one of the biggest challenges um, that I've had to deal with. And thankfully, I'm lucky my anxiety is very mild compared to, you know, what some people have to deal with. So, um, but still, it's, it's a very real issue. And it is. Yeah. Uh, the way I think the devil right now is using anxiety yeah. and all that overwhelming anxiety to, to go up through our youth right now and our yeah. kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's, wow. It's yeah. like, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe how the way it's panning out to be right and now. And it's just so. so important that we're transparent about that. Like, mm-hmm. especially as adults, not trying to pretend like we've got it all together. We've got yeah. it all figured out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just talking to kids, friends, whoever it may be, like, yeah, we struggle too. We don't always have it together. We don't know all the answers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like sometimes, you know, the older you get, the better you can hide it because you're just so yes, used to it. exactly. So, and, like, We're all um, a bunch of hot messes. Exactly. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes, ma'am. Heather, what you got for us? Um, I would just say, like, confidence and self-consciousness. Um, I've always been a quiet, reserved person and – being married to Adam has brought that out yeah. of me. Um, so, and not in a, like a boastful way, but I've also, I've just always been more quiet and reserved. And so trying to kind of come out of my shell and realize in certain areas um, that it's okay. And it's a little easier to, um, you know, be a little more vocal in those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, ladies, we're going to switch gears here for just a second Um, since uh, it's March already. But um, what's your favorite holiday movie? (laughs) LaCrisha? All of Hallmark. (laughs) I know, I know. It's controversial, right? (laughs) It's not. I get it. I do. I have so many friends that love it, and I want to. Like, I watch it thinking, oh, this is going to be so cool. And but they're, they're all the same. same. They're they all are. the same, and so, that's why I like No, I don't look down on it. I just don't share the same love. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, actually, um, yes, I, while we do love Hallmark, um, our very favorite Christmas movie is um, Christmas Vacation. Yes. And we always have to, every year, that's kind of our tradition, is we kick off the holiday season uh-huh. by watching it as a family. Yeah. And if we don't do that, and I don't feel like it's Christmas time uh-huh. yet. Right. So. Oh, yeah, we go it through it multiple times, too. Yep. It gets it's a you classic. Going. It's Absolutely. a classic. Um, I don't think anybody could ever really, I hope they never remake that, because I don't think they can top that. No, Agreed. they don't Agreed. need to try. You just, yes. you just can't. I mean, <laughs> SB? I wrote down Christmas Vacation as well. Thank <laughs> you. But no, I also wrote a second one, uh, Die Hard. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. <laughs> very different uh, categories there, but equally important. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can picture him movie. in the vent. Like, yep, exactly. <laughs> Heather? Um, the Santa Claus by the oh, Tim oh, Allen. Great. That's yes. my yes. favorite must-watch every yeah, year, like played. 10 times at Christmas. Yeah. He played so it good. so well. I, yes. I, I think probably my favorite moment of that one was when he's looking at himself in the mirror and he just keeps changing. <laughs> you know, he shaved off all his beard. Uh, and, and comes I'm back in, two seconds later. I'm in big trouble. Yep. <laughs> I love it when he's sitting there like in his company meeting, like, polishing Ordering off all that the food. hot guys. Yeah. That's my favorite part. They're like, Scott, do you have a problem? Uh, a are bit. you done? <laughs> that was a very good movie. Uh, yeah, awesome. Oh, all three of those are very good. Um, <laughs> a little surprised y'all didn't say Home Alone. That was on there too. Yeah. Okay, I love that one also yeah, oh, yeah. there's next, so many next up on the list I think that was just the ones that just got worn out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's true definitely because now there's like five of them um, oh no those don't count so, just the yeah, first two just the original yeah. i like the second one too yeah i thought the good. second one was funnier than the first one so yeah. um, very different yes but also good <laughs> yeah. harry's head catching on fire oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> got me every time 
All right. Well, that was a very good one. Uh, moving on here to, we're still going to stay in the entertainment category mm-hmm. here. Uh, I specifically chose this one for you ladies. What song do you always get stuck in your head, Lucretia? That one's a tough one. And to be honest, I'm not going to say just one song. I, um, I, I love music mm-hmm. and music is a big part of who I am. And, um, and, well, and I'm married to Chris, right? So mm-hmm. uh, music's even more part of his life as well. Uh, but I'm always singing, and I'm I'm that person that I can't um, have music going if I'm reading or studying or you know or something like that mm-hmm. because then I'll start singing. Ooh, um, yes. And so I, honestly, I, and I'm all over the place as far as genres as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I can I could not name just one to be honest. <laughs> so whatever comes on the radio, whatever comes on, I, I got just, you. That's right. We got you. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> SB. I'm exactly the same way. Like, there's never just one song, or it may even just be like a jingle, like for a commercial mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. Yes. Just something dumb that won't go away. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything specific either. Okay. Heather? I'm the same. It honestly <laughs> depends on the day and what we're, we're so listening boring. to. I mean, my daughter, no <laughs> my daughter Piper just auditioned for a little play in her town, and mm-hmm. she her song that she auditioned was A Spoonful of Sugar. So I was literally singing oh, that, yeah. like, all that day, all the next day. And she's like, Mom, please stop singing I'm like how can I yeah you've been singing it by my head like 18 million times (laughs) (laughs) like I'm singing this with you yes (laughs) it's ingrained now right so do you all know the Disney classics I'm assuming some yeah Yeah. I mean pretty much most of them yeah (laughs) well all right well uh moving on um to a more serious one here um it's sort of back to kind of what we uh, asked earlier you know what the challenges that you've overcome but uh what moment really changed your life forever Lucretia? um i think that that actually goes back to uh, my testimony mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> i did not grow up in church so i did not have that background mm-hmm. um it's a little hellion to be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody has some 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 type of story right yeah. um but i was actually in a really bad car accident in 2000, in February of 2000, and um, so bad so that uh, I was actually close to um, a hospital in Roswell, uh, Northside, but they actually took me to Grady mm-hmm. Trauma Center. And so I was down there for two weeks, and um, honestly, they didn't know. They gave, gave me like a 10% chance of living, wow. and so my mom, oh my yeah, goodness. so they're like trying to prepare my mom, my family, and everything. And um, I had no idea what was going on for two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And then they transferred me up to um, Kennestone for a couple of days because it was a little closer mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. the commute. Um, but that actually led uh, to just realizing a lot of things in my life and some things that, that um, was going on during that time. And uh, actually, my um, parents were going to a church in um, Ackworth. And I remember that all these church people, right? If you can mm-hmm. see my air quotations, church yep. people were, were coming to visit and saying, oh, Lucretia, we love you. We're praying for you. And I'm like, you don't know me. How do you love me? Why are you praying for me, right? Yeah. Just really turned off from the whole um, church experience. Right. And um, I don't know, just just things started clicking. And it was just like, they're always so happy. Why are they happy? They they like they say they love me, you know? And mm-hmm. how could they be that way if they truly knew, knew me? And um, so all that happened like in February, March, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, in April for Easter, um, my parents were getting ready and they were going to the Easter play that night, that Sunday night. And then we had some other family coming up. My grandparents came and they they were they came to the house and they were getting ready to go. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna stay home, right? Yeah. And so I remember going to this Easter play and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. And they even did like the crucifixion, like where they were, where Jesus was walking down the middle of the aisle, right? And mm-hmm. people were in the crowd were like, crucify, crucify. And just the entire time, I'm like, what is going on? I've got to learn more about this. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so happy and they seemed genuinely kind and um i started going to church at that point and then in june of 2000 um i uh, was saved and asked jesus into my heart and that has been just again the most pivotal moment and most important decision in my whole life and it completely changed me and so um yeah and that that oh, that's what i was saying earlier that that moment has helped me overcome so much in life and just always referencing back to that that's awesome yeah 
I, I keep thinking back, uh, you took that 10% and showed who's boss. That's right. Yeah, I was like, That's right. 10%? Yes. That is low. Yeah. And I remember the day that I was that um, that I was saved, that, that God, that during that message, it was about um, purpose and, and being, basically being here on earth for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it connected so much with me. I yeah. was like, I was actually left here. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have actually died that night. And yeah. so, wow. um, yeah, it, it's, it's been a big pivotal moment. So sorry not to get too heavy here. No, <laughs> that's perfect. Hey, share away. That is something I would want everybody to yeah. know. That's, that's amazing. SB, what you got for us? Yeah, so other than salvation, um, I look back to the moment when Kyle first told me that he was considering going into ministry mm-hmm. because – you know, I always joke, I married a teacher, like I married a baseball coach. I thought that's what our life was going to look like forever. And I remember when he sat me down, like this came out of left field. And he's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You'd see who I'm married to. Um, But like, I was not expecting it at all. But at the same time, as he's telling me, you know, his reasoning and how he got to this point and what he'd been praying over, like, I was at such peace, and that is the first time that I can ever remember um, being so at peace with a situation where it's not something that my personal self would have chosen for my life, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, And during that time of, you know, praying through that with him, walking through that, you know, he goes into student ministry. It was just a time where we had to learn how to wait, how to be patient, how to trust that God knew he was doing because we had no clue. And, of course, coming to grace, again, that was a complete step out of faith. Um, Not something I ever expected for my life, but here we are. And, again, just feeling a complete peace about the situation where you know it's got to be something, as I call it, a God thing. Like Mm -hmm. it has to be from God because— if I were to almost like look at myself from the situation, it's not something, again, I would necessarily choose for myself, but because God has put me here, it's like, well, duh, this is where I'm supposed to be, of course. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. if that makes if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's very good. Thank you for that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Heather. Um, I, I'll go back to college. Um, so, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. I was never really like crazy around a whole lot of crazy. So when I'm off at college on my own, I wanted to explore and see what's out there. So, um, you know, I just started hanging out with friends who weren't necessarily the greatest influences. Um, so I kind of got to a point where, you know, I was not really going to church or chapel when I didn't have to go and that kind of stuff. And so I got like I started to feel like I didn't feel bad for what I was doing. And I knew I got saved at a younger age. I was a teenager. Um, and I, w- once I realized, I was like, I don't really feel bad for what I'm doing. I'm like, my heart, my heart has gotten so hardened. And mm-hmm. so I began to pray. I'm like, God, I don't like, like I didn't even feel like a connection with God. Um, so I'm just like, God, please send something into my life. And I knew at that point it would take a guy. <laughs> and yeah. then, um, goodness, um, <laughs> that's when Adam came. And it's just crazy to look back and see how like just like a light switch my entire life changed, um, my entire group of friends. And um, it's just crazy to see how fast everything changed in just an instance. And, um, yeah, so. Thank you. Yeah, Get, I know. <laughs> Making myself emotional. Sorry. Wow, y'all really blew that one out of the park. That was amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing stories, uh, ladies. You've been nothing short of fantastic. I uh, really appreciate you coming on. I just wanted to close this out with one more question. Um, uh, listeners may remember I asked this last week to Michelle specifically, um, and I kind of wanted to get these ladies' opinions on it as well. Um, how would, um, sorry, uh, how do we continue to elevate women so that their voice is heard and that their gifts are celebrated in the church? I think that it has to be um, intentional, mm-hmm. and we have to be willing to lift each other up right. all constantly. And 
to encourage one another. Don't be a part of tearing somebody down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your gift is not always going to be somebody else's gift, and that's actually great. You know, and it's great that we have different gifts. And um, it's so funny that I used to think that one of my gifts is um, well, I, th- I know that one of my gifts is empathy. And I'm like, man, I I want to be a great speaker, or I want to be this, or I want to be mm-hmm. that, um, or have that spiritual gift that somebody else has. Um, but recently it's taken, gosh, probably the past year or so that I've actually become more comfortable with who I am as a person. And I think that, that it is great that I have empathy and then I can bring that to the church right. and to be an empathetic guide for someone else. And, um, so I think it's also kind of honing in on your spiritual gift and being okay with it and nurturing it a little bit more right. and not comparing it to someone else who hey, that let them have their spiritual gift and let them be great at it, yeah. and then you be great at yours, and then you guys can collectively come together right. and rule the world, right? Yeah, <laughs> awesome. SB, what you got for us? Um, you know, I feel like it's so important um, in all areas, but a church especially, to have a diversity of perspective and ideas. Um, kind of like Lucretia was saying, like everyone comes from a different place, has different gifts, different spiritual gifts, different qualities that um, they bring to the table and for women men kids whoever it may be it's just important that we take everybody's ideas into account um, that we use everyone's um, different you know different ideas different perspective different strengths um, as a tool kind of like you're saying with your empathy um, that you are able to connect with a person on a different level than, say, I use Kyle because he's the outspoken one. Like, he's the one that's going to stand up in front of somebody, talk to somebody first, and that is not my strength at all. But once I know you, you know, I'm the one that's going to right. listen and understand and yep. really, you know, work through stuff with people. And not that he won't. I don't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. But just very different on how we would approach um, different things. So I think just having that ability to reach different people in all walks of life, all ages, um, is so important for church. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well said. Heather, what you got for us? Um, I think a lot of it begins with discipleship, discipling um, in groups or one-on-one. I know even from a young age, a church I went to when I was younger, they had a I don't even want to call it a program, but I guess kind of like a program where like the college students would mentor the kids and they would like have weekly meetings with them and they would, you know, disciple, they would disciple them and get together. So even at a young age, they're encouraging that. Um, but then it's along with discipleship, it's finding their strong suits or their um, spiritual gifts and figuring out where they can best serve, whether it be women's ministry or the, with the children or music, however that is, and helping them to feel confident enough to get plugged into those. And then I feel like when you get to that point, then you're just confident to, you know, kind of grow in those areas and um, help grow the church and your leadership in those roles. Awesome. That's good. It's very well said, all, all three of y'all. Very well said. All right, ladies. Well, I'm just going to conclude it with that one. Uh, thank y'all so much for coming on. Uh, I know we've touched a lot of women today, especially out there today. And um, ladies, men, whoever whoever's listening out there, you know, just uh, come by and see us. We'd love to see you. Uh, these ladies are here every Sunday as well, too. So uh, we'd all just love to pray for you as well, too. So without further ado, thank y'all so much again thank for coming. Thank you. All right, we'll catch y'all next time.